catechesis with Pope Benedict the Sistine. The Divine Motherhood of Mary Papa Benedict's Catechesis on Wednesday the 2nd of January 2008 Dear brothers and sisters, a very ancient formula of blessing reported in the book of Numbers recites, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be favourable to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you peace. It is with these words that the liturgy gave us to hear again yesterday, the first day of the year, that I would like to warmly greet you all here present and those who during these festive Christmas days have sent me attestations of affectionate spiritual closeness. Yesterday we celebrated the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. Mother of God, Theotokos, is the title officially attributed to Mary in the 5th century, more exactly at the Council of Ephesus in 431, but which had already been affirmed in the devotion of the Christian people from the 3rd century, in the context of that period's heated discussions about the person of Christ. With this title, it was underlined that Christ is God and that he is really born as a man of Mary. Thus was his unity as true God and true man preserved. In truth, although the debate seemed to relate to Mary, it essentially concerned the Son. Wanting to safeguard the full humanity of Jesus, certain fathers suggested a more attenuated term. Instead of the title of Theotokos, they proposed that of Christotokos, Mother of Christ. Rightly, however, this was seen as a threat to the doctrine of the full unity of the divinity with the humanity of Christ. Thus, after long discussion, as I have said, at the Council of Ephesus in 431, it was solemnly confirmed, on the one hand, the unity of the two natures, the divine and the human, in the person of the Son of God, and, on the other, the legitimacy of the attribution to the Virgin of the title Theotokos, Mother of God. After this council, a true explosion of Marian devotion was recorded and numerous churches dedicated to the Mother of God were built. Among these, the Basilica of St. Mary Major here in Rome stands out. The doctrine concerning Mary, Mother of God, found further confirmation at the Council of Charleston, during which Christ was declared true God and true man, born for us and for our salvation of Mary, Virgin and Mother of God, in his humanity. As is known, the Second Vatican Council collected together in the eighth chapter of the Dogmatic Constitution on the Church, Lumen Gentium, the doctrine on Mary, reaffirming her divine motherhood. The chapter is entitled, The Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, in the Mystery of Christ and of the Church. The qualification of Mother of God, so profoundly linked to the feasts of Christmas, is therefore the fundamental title with which the community of believers honours, we could say since always, the Holy Virgin. It expresses well the mission of Mary and the history of salvation, 
All the other titles attributed to Our Lady find their foundation in her vocation to be the mother of the Redeemer, the human creature elected by God to realize the plan of salvation, centered on the great mystery of the incarnation of the divine verb. In these festive days, we have stopped to contemplate in the crib the representation of the Nativity. At the center of this scene, we find the Virgin Mother who offers the baby Jesus to the contemplation of all those who come to adore the Saviour, the shepherds, the poor people of Bethlehem, the Magi come from the East. Later, on the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord, which we celebrate on the 2nd of February, it will be the elderly Simeon and the prophetess Anna who will receive the little child from the hands of his mother and adore him. The devotion of the Christian people has always considered the birth of Jesus and the divine motherhood of Mary as two aspects of the same mystery of the incarnation of the divine verb, and so has never considered the nativity as a thing of the past. We are contemporaries of the shepherds, of the Magi, of Simeon and Anna, and as we go with them we are full of joy, because God wanted to be the God with us, and he has a mother who is our mother. From the title Mother of God derive then all the other titles with which the Church honours Our Lady, but this is the fundamental one. Let us think of the privilege of the Immaculate Conception, that is to say, that she was exempt from sin from her conception. Mary was preserved from every stain of sin because she was to be the Mother of the Redeemer. The same applies to the title The Assumption. She who had brought forth the Saviour could not be subject to the corruption deriving from original sin. And we know that all these privileges were not granted so as to distance Mary from us, but, on the contrary, to render her close. Indeed, by being totally with God, this woman is very close to us and helps us as mother and as sister. The unique and unrepeatable place that Mary has in the community of believers also derives from this her fundamental vocation of being the mother of the Redeemer. Precisely as such, Mary is also the mother of the mystical body of Christ, which is the Church. Rightly, therefore, during the Second Vatican Council on the 21st of November 1964, Paul VI solemnly attributed to Mary the title Mother of the Church. Precisely because she is Mother of the Church, the Virgin is also the Mother of each of us who are members of the mystical body of Christ. From the cross, Jesus entrusted his Mother to each of his disciples, and at the same time entrusted each of his disciples to the love of his Mother. The Evangelist John concludes his brief and evocative account with the words, And from that moment on, the disciple took her into his home. This is the translation of the Greek text, Eustaidia. He welcomed her into his own reality, into his own being. Thus she became part of his life, and the two lives penetrated each other. And this acceptance of her, Eustaidia, into his own life 
is the testament of the Lord. At the supreme moment of the accomplishment of his messianic mission, Jesus leaves his own mother, the Virgin Mary, as precious inheritance to each of his disciples. Dear brothers and sisters, in these first days of the year, we are invited to consider attentively the importance of Mary's presence in the life of the Church and in our personal existence. Let us entrust ourselves to her so that she may guide our steps in this new period of time that the Lord gives to us to live, and so that she may help us to be authentic friends of her Son, and thus also courageous artisans of his kingdom in the world, a kingdom of light and of truth. Happy New Year to you all. This is the wish that I desire to address to you present here and to your loved ones at this first general audience of 2008. May the new year, begun under the sign of the Virgin Mary, make us feel her maternal presence more vividly, so that, sustained and comforted by the Virgin's protection, we may with renewed eyes contemplate the face of her Son, Jesus, and walk with greater eagerness along the ways of good. Once again, Happy New Year to you all. Fructus ventris tui, 